Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What's up, Micah, man? What's up, Stevie Stacks? <sighs> episode of 2021, how you doing? Doing good, man. This is the last one. It's episode 189 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Homeway, Lyft, Uber, uh, Hire Car, all that share economy stuff in the world. And coming at you from Fort Worth and Arlington, Texas. DF Dub, let's go. Let's do this, man. Yeah, we're approaching to the end of the year. And we're going to talk, you know, um, goals that we accomplished and goals we got coming up for the new year. And how, um, yeah, how our listeners are pushing us forward, you know, whether we like it or not. <laughs> facts, facts, yeah. I was real, real big on goals today, man. Goals are huge. Yeah, you got to start off and let the audience know uh, a big event that happened in your life, man. What happened? Yes, sir. So Monday night, December 20th at 6.01 p.m., Mackenzie Artist was born. Had my first baby girl, man. It was, it was, uh, it was it's awesome. It's awesome being a girl, dad. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. Being a girl dad. It's different, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. Man. Yeah, they got your heart, don't they? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> exactly what it is, man. You see a little girl, man. It's different, you know? <laughs> for sure. For yeah. Sure. How, how, how's uh, Mahogany doing? She's good. She's recovering. You know, they have to do a C-section. So mm -hmm. she's recovering. Um, other than that, she's good. She's recovering, moving slow. I told her, take it easy. Whatever you got, I got you right now. My I got my dad here, my uh, her grandma's here, and then Malachi. He's running around helping as much as he can. You know, he's happy to be a big brother. So ah, yeah. he loves his little sister, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know that six year gap. It's actually kind of good because he's he can help a little bit more. So it's mm. it's actually worked out for us. Oh, that's cool, man. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's that's how you start off a start off a great twenty twenty two, bringing yes, a baby sir. into the mix, and um, yeah. So so goals man what what goals did you accomplish this year that you said you were going to do and you and you nailed it and you got it i don't have them all in front of me but like i have one i know my goal was to read 12 books and to read like 13 i'm on my 14th right now uh, i wanted to do two bird deals i did one and then i'm i closed on one today so oh, congratulations. I didn't really, yeah i didn't finish it but i closed on one today so i closed on a deal today we had bought a house for like 40k we're going to put about 50-ish into it. It'll come in at a little under 50 into it. And it'll come out to be, hopefully, the ARV is about 121. So we can refinance all our money back out. So that's been, that was what we did today. We closed on that one. So nice. two birds. I wanted to push. I wanted to make sure we ended up getting, I wanted to push our business to pass seven figures. We did that. Um, and then I wanted to, the books, do the two birds. I wanted to get 5,000 subscribers on Live, Let, Thrive on YouTube. We did not accomplish that, but next year I'm going to push it into full gear, get the advertising and everything going. Uh, those are the ones I have on top of my head, man. But those are the ones I accomplished and the ones I did not accomplish. But it, we got another year to do it. How about yourself? Oh, and by the way, having a baby was on the goal list, too. We completed it. So go ahead. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big goal to accomplish right there, man. Yeah. Um, the uh, the one that stands out the, the big goal that stands out and um 
And I remember at the beginning of the year when, when me and Federico, you're talking to me and Federico, right? And one of the uh, podcasts and, and you said, well, how many, how many units do you do all want to have, you know, uh, are just, you know, rentals. And you kind of put us on the spot and I'm like, Shit, I don't know, 40, you know, <laughs> and right away you're like, okay, how are you going to accomplish that each month? What are you going to do to accomplish that? This and that. So I don't know. Um, so, so it's funny because we put that goal of, of 40 units. Right. And let me see, we got 42 units. <laughs> told you man you write it down it'll happen bro i told you man it, yeah. it'll just it, it'll come to you man it will come to you tell Straight it to the up. universe man and it just started compounding towards the end of the year man because we got to like you know midpoint we got around you know 20 something units and we kind of just kind of got you know it happens in business right you kind of get stuck like you grow at a certain point and then you kind of get stuck and then you're trying to tend to the garden while you're trying to grow more flowers kind of thing, you know, mm. and we just got stuck in that middle ground and we just, you know, didn't put a lot of effort towards more growth because we're trying to, to handle all that we had. And it was just that weird mm-hmm. middle ground. And then we kind of got everything settled and started trying to grow again. And then sh- it just shot up, man, like the hockey stick, like they say, and it's been growing and we got more units coming. You know, those are the ones we have right now that are running out. And yes, we got sir. more units coming and um, I'm getting pretty good at uh, filling a, a lot of units with travel nurses. And it's so tough. that's, uh, yeah. And we bought our first property. See, that one even on the, on the gold list. We bought our first you bought property. one. Yeah. The townhouse. We bought a townhouse. Oh man. Congrats. There you go. Yeah. That was really, that was really cool, man. So we, our business bought us a property, you know? So oh, it, you like, bought your business name. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, about under my name, but it's, it's, you know, for the business, the business money bought it kind of thing. So, okay. Okay. Got yeah. You, yeah. Got so got a good interest rate on a, on a, for a rental property. It's also, I was amazed, dude, a, a rental property, straight up rental property, 3.75. I was like, damn dude. You know, I was thinking it's going to be like five or six because it's a, it's an investment property. Mm-hmm. No man. The interest rates are freaking great right now. Money's gonna, cheap. <laughs> they're going to go up next year. I hear. Yeah, but, they uh, are. As far as right now, interest rates are good. And um, so we got it. We own a property. Plus, we have like 40, you know, 43 units. Let's go, man. 42. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a crazy to, end of the year, man. And, and now it's just compounding like crazy. We're getting back into Arlington soon. That's going to be another unit. It's going to be a house in Arlington. Oh, Close you this- are? Yeah, close to the state. You know, we're gonna manage it. It's right down the road from the stadiums, man. It's gonna kill. And um, oh man, you gotta have to send me the address because I'll cold call your ass. I've been on a cold call list in that area, so <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get cold called by me. So uh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. And so um, so it's been moving, man. It's just like, and then it's just we're gonna have one in Michigan. Um. um in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, of all places, you know, Damn, and so we're okay. going to manage one there. There's some units, the Skyrise, that we're going to either get some for ourselves or other investors that want to get some. I mean, this this place is pimp, so if y'all if y'all want some yeah. units there, okay. we got a designer there already. You know, she was a follower of Sarah's on her Sarah's TikTok's blowing up. You know, her her yeah. TikTok and Instagram's blowing up, so people are following her. So there's a girl that followed her. Sarah introduced her to us, and we're going to manage it for for. And so she does design too. So, I mean, we already have an in. We got the units we can get. Plus, we got a designer ready to roll. And it's just like, it keeps moving, man. It's pretty cool. Salud. Salud, man. This is, 
I got a beer. You got some straight vodka. <laughs> I had to open my family vodka, man. Uh, I got another one in there for advertising purposes. I, I gotta, I gotta try it, man. I gotta try this stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. That, that, that's what's up, man. I'm ha- happy for you guys, dude. Y'all gonna kill it. Keep just, man. Be diligent. Be humble. Be hungry, and it'll come for real. It's coming fast. I want to read something to you that and you've probably heard this before. It's a, it's an old. It's an old African saying. It says, if you want to run fast, run alone. If you want to run far, run together. Okay. And I've like, I, I realized that this year, man. I mean, I've always tried to do everything on my own. You know, we got mm. to a certain point. But then when I, I, I linked up with Federico, you know, I mean, it's just exponential growth. Just like he took it to another level. And like, yeah. I know you're doing things with like Mike Brown and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and he's, a, he's another assassin. And so... Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> so that's that that is like the truest thing you could ever read man if you want to run fast run alone if you want to run far run together i like that man that's a fact (laughs) man i love that i I love that quote man because my family our family motto that we always run with even malachi says that teamwork makes the dream work that's basically (laughs) our family motto man that's that's how you got to do it teamwork makes the dream work man so on your 2022 side man what are your goals on for next year so you put me on the spot again. <laughs> oh, hey, the spot got you 42 <laughs> units, dude. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say it to the universe, right? We want to we wanna buy our first uh, apartment complex. I didn't say it's going to be no 300 unit. It might be like a little 10 unit, you know, but we want, oh, that's mean? our goal. That's our goal is to buy our first apartment complex. Ooh, I like that goal. I like that goal. Yeah. And so, my, my, yeah. I like that goal. Go ahead. And my thing is, it's because the synergy, you know, we built like a management company so Mm -hmm. we can bring investors in to help, you know, buy this apartment complex and then everybody can do Airbnb there or short-term rentals, whatever they want to do. And we'll be the ones to manage it for them, you know, and our our thinking is to actually have, excuse me, because Federico and, and his wife, Gato, are, they're going to live here next year, right? They're, they're in the mm-hmm. process of getting his visa and everything. And so he'd be down to actually live at whatever complex we buy. So we'll have like on-site Airbnb management and be no parties to be squashed real quick. You know, everything would be taken care of. This place would look great. You know, it's, it's the biggest frustration of dealing with, you know, doing arbitrages out of apartment complexes is they don't care that you're doing airbnb you know hey my guest whatever they don't give a shit we'll get to it tuesday when we can send a guy you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's the problem so we have someone on site living there that can tackle things you know right away squash parties you know don't let craziness happen keep the premises clean man that'd be straight up money maker dude i'm, ha- I'm happy you're doing that man and then let me tell you why because i've been saying the last like year this whole year i'm like bro we have to focus, and I even made this an Instagram post. I said, if you want to focus on doing arbitrage, you need to learn how to do syndication. And if you're focusing on, no, if you're focused on arbitraging apartments, you need to eventually learn how to syndicate. If you focus on arbitraging houses, you need to learn how to burn. So eventually you have equity. Man, I love that y'all doing that, man. And I hope the listeners are taking from what you're saying because that's powerful shit, bro. If you learn how to syndicate a place, own it, and run the short-term rental side, there ain't no stopping you, dude. You ain't worried about the shitty management. Hell, you got your own management company. You know what I mean? So, you know, and that's what I'm running through right now is just shitty management, dude. I'm like, man, that's what I'm like. My goal next year is to do two more burrs, 12 wholesales, and then 12 wholesales or flips. 
you know, so the one I closed on today, if the numbers work at the end of the deal, it'll be a burr. But if it doesn't work, I'll just flip the property. So, you know, because I'm all in at 71% right now. So I was like, yeah, I might be able to flip it. So, yeah. You know. And and that's the thing, man. Like like I have my I, I tell you before about my cousin at work. He he asked me all this. He's getting really interested in short term rentals mm-hmm. and, and real estate in general. He wants to have his first rental house and stuff, and he wants to burr it and all that. And I and I, I send him all the free all the stuff that I get, you know, articles to read and shit like that, the burr book. And yeah. um and, and so he's he just I get I guess you know his his spouse ain't a hundred percent on board kind of thing, you know. So he. Mm-hmm. He he's trying to convince her that you know let me do this thing, and um, and so I get I guess his it's it's her fear is taking a risk, and it's like well, okay. what if we buy this thing and then you, you if you use debt to buy it and we gotta pay it what if what if no one rents it or what if they destroy the place you know all the same fears of everybody tells you before you buy your first rental property right yeah so and so had a rental and it got destroyed and this and that and what if you airbnb and it doesn't make money we can't pay it the thing is that, that a lot of people don't realize there's there's so many outs in real estate right like you said i mean hey if it doesn't if it doesn't profit it doesn't you know you can't find the right renters or whatever reason you can sell it you can sell it for profit even <laughs> i'm like you it's, you break up you make a good point dude start with the exit strategy in mind but go ahead go ahead no it's just like they think that one property is going to mess you up and you're going to file bankruptcy or some some crazy shit like that right but it's not i mean you're buying the house yes you, you might us we believe in utilizing the bank's money right opm to to get properties for us that's that's i think that's a smart thing to do you buying you buying a house for twenty percent down, and they're giving you eighty percent to buy it, and then you throwing a renter in there who's going to pay one hundred percent of the note. You know, it's a fucking beautiful thing, right? And, and um, so so the thing is, it, it, there's there's I guess there's always risk, but but I just see that there's so many out, so many different things. You could rent it at long term if it doesn't work out as Airbnb. You can rent it to travel nurses, corporate. You could just straight up sell it, man. Right now they're trying to people are hungry. Everybody's calling me up, all freaking texting, calling me to buy my properties and shit. It's just um it's this it's so many buyers out there. And and so it's just I know it's hard. The first property is the hardest, right? Yep. So either you're if you're buying a house or you're doing your first arbitrage or you know, first Airbnb, it's the hardest, but it's the most important. And you might even lose money on that first one, but that's good. You're gonna learn a ton, you know, from the school, the school of hard knocks, as they say, right? You're gonna learn everything you need to know about from the first you know, few properties, and then, and then you'll you get some traction. I mean, there's no other way around it, man. You're not gonna just go to the gym and like throw up, you know, 400 pounds on your first freaking bench press, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, and I'm happy you said that because I think that's how he should explain it to his wife. He's like, "Hey, does he have any kids?" Yeah, they got two kids, boy and a girl. Two kids. Okay, so I mean, he has kids. Okay, so even at that, like, right at the end of the day, if he explains it to her, like, look. If we fail, it's just a learning lesson for us to bounce back even harder. That's all you have to look at it. Like, look at it like that, man. Like, don't look at it if it fail. Oh, we're fucked. You know what I'm saying? Look at it like, mm-hmm. hey, it's a learning lesson. That's how you have to look at all wins and losses. It's a learning lesson. You'll learn more from a loss than a win any day of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's how you have to explain it to her, you know? Because right now, man, I'm, you know, getting my first, I mean, that's kind of want to go back to getting my first short-term rental. I wasn't really scared of like, hey, is it this? Is it that? I was more or less like, I was so into it that I was just like, 
I just want a damn property. That was my hardest part was find me the property so I could just start, you know, that was my biggest thing. But yeah, it's nothing to be afraid of. I mean, fear, remember success is just on the other side of fear. Straight Mm. up, man. Like even with me leaving my job, right? I left my job November 19th, closed on a property December 23rd. You telling me that job wasn't holding me back? Mm-hmm. Fear was fear is what was keeping me at the job. I wasn't able to close deals. I was able to run numbers on this deal, get it closed in what 19, 30, 32, 33 days. I wouldn't have had that time if I was at that nine to five man in in a fearful state. That's how you gotta look at it. Mm. Universe gonna take care of you. As my guy Thatch always says, <laughs> the universe responds to your beingness. It's gonna bring everything to you except to be yeah. straight up. Wow. So one quick question you left on november 19th right mm-hmm. with the baby come you didn't think just hang around and then get that free maternity paternity paternity nope. leave you're just gone oh, you're done my, my uh my co-worker asked me that she goes because i told her like i work on a, i'm an engineer and i work on a two it's a two-person team as far as like our team the engineering team and I told her, I was like, hey, because I told her a long time ago, I was like, hey, if I ever quit, I'll let you know. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll be straight up with you. I'll let you know before I put my two weeks in. And I told her, like, hey, I want to put my two weeks in. She already knew my husband was pregnant. She was like, um, you don't want to wait around until December and just get paid, you know, and get paid. I'm like, eh, no, not really. I was like, nah, I had to, like, go for it. Because think about it. If I would have waited until November, would I have closed that deal? Probably not. I wouldn't have had the time. So it's like, you know, and plus, you always look at it like this. Is that just something to hold you back? Like, oh, I can get paid. For... Nah, forget it, man. You know how to make money over here. Go ahead and go all in on it. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. there'll always, it... always be a carrot to dangle in front of you, right? To keep you yeah, yeah. in the corporate world or whatever. Exactly. And I felt like that would be a cop-out for me. It'd just be a cop-out. I'm like happy that. you brought that up because that's a really good question, man. You just got to go all in. Like, Mahogany said this to me the day I was, I was about to put my two weeks in. She goes... If we just literally make this a tunnel vision, like this is the only way out, we'll make it through. You just have to look at it. this is the real estate's now the only way out. We'll make it through. Mm. You'll have to make it. Well, that's how I'm looking at it. Burn the ships. Yeah, burn the ships. <laughs> it's the only way, bro. That's how you gotta look at it, man. <laughs> let me, let me I'll do a little change of pace before some I got something funny happened, man. And you know, we like to keep it real and say funny shit on the show, right? <laughs> Let me pull this up, man. I was, I was, um, <laughs> so, so I was, I was, you know, working my butt off to get this, um, this, this two, two unit in Dallas that we manage. The thing is like, we took over two units. One was a two, two in Dallas. That was, um, really nice. You know, it, it a friend of Sarah's and everything. And, and so we, but the thing is we, they no longer let her Airbnb it. Right. Yeah. She said, well, can y'all, y'all hear y'all are good at putting corporate renters and, and, and travel nurse and stuff like that. We'll see what we can do, you know? And, and, and so we, we had that one and, and she had like a one bedroom, one bath that we, um, that was more, it was easier to fill that one. But the two, two was just, I was like try, trying and trying and trying to get these travel nurses in there. I, I got one, you know, it was making 3,500 a month. So we, 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 we agreed to put corporate in there for 10%, you know? So we were making 350 a month off this thing you know, doing hardly, hardly nothing. Right. And so the next, but she, to take it to the end of the lease, which is um, coming up in a few months, we, we were hustling house. I was looking, I was, you know, hitting all the lines and then I finally found, you know, two travel nurses to get in there and, and, and stay anyways, yeah. <laughs> long story short, 
I, I, I talked to this one and and, and uh, I don't say her name or nothing. You know, we keep it real on the show. And, and, <laughs> and she um, sounded a little. It, it was funny, right? She sounded a little, a little flirty, a little flirty on the phone with me, right? Yeah. And um, and whatever, you know, I'm just, you know, just being nice. I'm just being a uh, whatever genuine dude. And and they agreed to to rent the place for me, whatever this and that. But I got that vibe. You got that vibe when you're getting flirted on, right? And yeah, yeah. And, and, and of course, you get the full name. And if it's a unique name, you can go to Facebook and kind of find them pretty easy, right? And she was a you know, she was a big sister, big sister. And, and so, anyways, something happened. They got she got there before her friend did, right? So she got there the first uh, first night. And she's like, hey, some things are wrong here. You know, you need to maybe you need to come over here and see what's going on. And I guess a couple of events had a little bit of mold, right? A little mold. Yeah. And for okay. the people, the, the previous tenants were there for three months. So it needed a deep clean. And I told the owner, or, you know, owner, the arbitrager, I said it needed, you know, we could, we could try to get a deep clean in there. But, you know, it was the same day and it was already getting late. So. I said, you know what? You could stay, <laughs> you could stay at one of our other spots this this night until they the cleaners can get in there this evening and, and do their thing and, and whatever. So she 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 went to to one of our other spots, right? One of our other places mm-hmm. uh, over in Dallas. And um and she, <laughs> she she started saying some like, you know, like flirty stuff on the text messages, right? Mm-hmm. And this is this is the funny part because because I was just, you know, whatever, laughing things off. And she said something like, um, well, he goes, I, I got a, you know, I got some wine. I got some wine tonight, but I'd really like something else, you know. And and I'm not now I'm eating dinner with my family. Right. And and I've I didn't see this message come through, you know, yeah. a very suggestive message. Right. After yeah. this flirty tone, you know, I, I, I guess I have to settle for wine, but I'd really like something else. And so I'm, you know, I'm over here. <laughs> my daughter's in her high chair right you know beside me and i have my apple watch on and she's and she's she likes to grab my apple watch start playing with the screen and you know whatever she's my two-year-old and um i'm eating and so i'm done eating and i grab my phone i start checking the messages I'm like okay she's this is a weird message i say wait a minute i didn't respond to this and, and so <laughs> my 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 daughter hit an auto response right and and my and my and the auto response was on my way <laughs> right after the message, right after the message of her saying, you know, all I got is wine, but I'd really like, I'd really had like something else, and I put on my way, you know, and she, and underneath she goes, oh, I didn't know you offered that service, lol, and I'm like, oh, sh-. I'm like I started texting her, I was like, no, no, my daughter got my Apple Watch, she hit the freaking auto response, I'm so sorry, oh, man. I was like, man, I almost accidentally pimped myself out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude yeah i got brings which, <laughs> which brings us to a good topic um full service airbnb for your guests no, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. don't ever do that people don't ever do that that's against the law good don't go service your guests no wow bro that's hilarious <laughs> i mean of all the best auto responses she could push she pushed on my way i mean that was just one of those one of those those funny moments i had to just bring it up on the show (laughs) hey the life of hosting man it's what happens (laughs) the life of hosting 
Man, any craziness going on in your hosting world? Oh man, I got a nutbag guest. Well, he's not crazy. We we are our cleaning team. They didn't drop the ball. You know, one of the cleaning staffs. They're trying to hire someone else on to their team, and they test run them, and and they didn't do a good job. So mm. like, I'm dealing with this guest, and he was like, "This place is unacceptable." I'm like, "Okay, hey, I'm gonna refund you the cleaning fee." Next morning, I asked him, "Hey, is everything going good?" He said, "Hey, it's still shitty." So we were like, "Look, we'll go ahead and refund the rest of your stay." I was like, hey, I'll refund you the rest of your stay so my team can get in there. He's like, I don't want the rest of my stay. I just want you to give me 50% of the of the, the whole stay, right? And stay the <laughs> remaining of the days. So I'm like, I'm like, hold on. You're, you're saying you don't want to be there. You're saying the place sucks. I'm like, why don't you yeah. just, you know. He's leave. like, no. Yeah, leave. Basically, he's like, no, I don't want to leave. We have the right to be here. So I'm like, <laughs> and then so he goes, so I'm like, okay, are you going to take the clean fee? He's like, okay, fine. I'll take the clean fee. Few hours later, man, we get this request for like seven hundred bucks, right? So oh I'm like, my god! What the hell? So I asked him, I'm like, hey, so are you gonna leave? I'm like, hey, if, I'll give you seven hundred bucks if you wanna leave. You know, you can leave. He's like, no, 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 I want half this. I want half to stay back. You know, he's only for like four or five days. The Christmas time, so prices are inflated. So I'm yeah. like, dude, I'll accept it if you leave. You know what I'm saying? So we can go ahead and get our cleaning guests in there. He goes, no, you need to just refund me half to stay. I'm like, okay, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I'll give you till. I think I said, I'll give you the 130 to decide. You either take the cleaning fee, stay, or you leave. I'll give you your money back and you leave. He keeps going in. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to show Airbnb how, how dirty and unsafe this place is. Oh, now, mind God. you, I'm like, okay, it's unsafe. Why do you want to be there? I'll pay for you to leave. Mm-hmm. Still going in. By the way, before he said the place was dirty, he was there for like five hours. Now, check this out. Within the five hours he was there, it was a two-night stay. He extended it to a six-night stay. Then he complained about the place being dirty. So I was really <laughs> check it out. I was, I was being generous with this dude. I was, I, be, I was generous with him by giving him a clean feedback. I felt it was bullshit, but he did take pictures and stuff where we could have done better. And I took it to heart. I'm like, okay, bet we can do better. I'm like, hey, we'll go ahead and refund the cleaning fee. We did that. Then he still wants more money. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm dealing with a money grabber here. I'm like, I think mm-hmm. this dude just, I think he just wants some cash. I don't know what he's mm-hmm. going through, but so he's still there. I'm like, look, I declined it. I said, look, if you don't want the, if you want to, I'll give you the 700, just leave, and we can get our team there to clean it. So he's still there. I mean, he's not saying anything now, but, yeah, dude, deal with those type of guests. So, like, if a place is yeah. unsafe, why would you extend it? Why do you want to stay there? What's your issue, you know? And the stuff he took pictures of, I think he might have planted this shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it just, you know, okay. It, it... <laughs> <laughs> we get those all the time, man. I mean, like, yeah. You know, having like over 40 units we get it's guess they don't want a refund and leave they never want that they just want like you said a, a huge request for money you know one guy one guy was complaining about the mattress or this and that and it was an older mattress right we it was a place mm-hmm. it came with the place so okay. it, was, it was one of the places we took over it has fully furnished you know looked great and everything and they were renting it they were renting this place out for a month right yeah. and so anyways um i guess in a few days into the stay they weren't being very responsive, but the wife uh, took the sheets off to wash right during the stay, and yeah. the the older mattress had a few stains on it, right? And so, which which we learned a lesson there. We take over, you know, we take over property. Be sure to you know check everything thoroughly. You know, the mattress. It was a comfortable mattress, but it's you know we can't we can't do that. So yeah. that we dropped the ball there. Whatever we offered them, okay, um, you know we can we can 
we're, we're ordering we're ordering actually we're ordering a mattress now it'll be there you know tomorrow we'll install it and everything and and so sorry about that and this and that oh, i'm just he just just like just wanted to complain 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 yeah. and then i was like well y'all are welcome to leave it's fine and um we'll just refund you the rest of your stay you know if you don't want to be there if it's such a you know hurting your soul get the fuck out of there and so, <laughs> the fuck out of the so one of those episodes we're having some drinks tonight man fuck it <laughs> Sorry, soccer moms. You should have covered your kids' ears, and I should have warned you. But um, anyways, so he finally comes. He didn't after not saying nothing to my, you know, not responding. He's like, "I want a thousand dollars off my stay," and I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna lose money if you give you a thousand dollars. We're gonna, we're not gonna make any money this month if you give us, if we give you a thousand dollars off your stay. <laughs> Y'all can leave or you know just stay there and and you know whatever." And so that's not the answer they want to hear they want they want the thousand dollars they want the half off to stay they want whatever the fuck right and so um but it's we we try to handle them with kids gloves but still there's some people that are just assholes that just don't you know yeah you know if 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 people you me and you we're reasonable we go somewhere you know there's some you know we we bring it up if there's if it's a big issue and give them a chance to fix it right yeah give them a chance to fix it and so um but there's just some people that are just like that, man. And we, and we've come across a few of them and we, and then the, there's, we, there's some we've offered to leave too, and or we'll refund the cleaning and, and then the, you know, they put up a big fit and then they end up staying, you know, it's just like, I don't get it. like, <laughs> leave. like, I don't get that. Like what, what, if you, if it's like, you're saying this place is unsafe and you have kids and I'm mm-hmm. saying, I'll give you my, I don't get that, man. Some people, like you said, it's the problem with them, not us. They want to be there clearly, so I don't know, man. It, it's it, you get those type of guests, man. But yeah, oh, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you handle the hours of your VA? This is one you know, that came up in my mastermind group. Go ahead. You know, um, Federico he handles he handles the VA, right? He's uh-huh. he's doing he's the one doing that, and he did recently after the. <laughs> After kind of like saying, what, you know, what, what are you doing for these, you know, for us, five hours, six hours, whatever, trying to get a gauge, what have you been doing? And the guy said, well, you know, I answered the messages and I did this. And um, he kind of, I guess the guy sensed Federico's question. There was a bit of a downtime. Maybe you can give me some stuff to do during that (laughs) downtime. And so so Federico, that day he went and got this, um, this app where you, you keep track of their hours. So I don't. I, he started using that. So I don't know if that's what the question you were talking about. Uh, I was like more or less like, what hours do you give them, right? Mm. You having them like on call twenty four seven, and then like, how much is that hitting you for? You know, the we're not doing the on call twenty four seven. He's working the night shift, our night shift. You know, in the Philippines, I'd be there type daytime. So uh, actually, Carolina Fer- Federico's wife, she handles the day shift now. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, afternoons, you know, Federico handles the like afternoon shift, you know, and then after he gets off work and then he passes it on to the, the VA to do the night shift. So mm. over overnights. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Okay. It's working. We, we were, it works. Yeah. Because we were talking about that in our mastermind. We were like, dude, how would you, because I've had VAs before, but I had them working like Monday through Friday. But now that I'm off work, I'd rather them work like hours where I'm with my family. So the weekend, I'd rather them have work that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh know, yeah, ours ours gets Tuesday, Wednesday off, I believe. Tuesday, Wednesday, which is off. which is traditionally the slowest days in the short term rental, you know. And so that's what I was can... wondering. 
Yeah. That's what I was wondering. I was trying to figure out, and that's what I need to like get the uh, KPI on it. Like, what what days are the busiest days? You know, I know Sundays are busy, and then oh, yeah. Wednesdays. Well, if you do morning updates on Wednesdays, they get really busy because that's when people start looking for weekend days. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know Sundays and Wednesdays. Wednesdays from my side were busy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I was kind of looking at. Yeah. So um. And plus, it's important to have him working weekends to monitor the cameras at night. You know. Oh, he's doing camera monitoring too. He's monitoring the cameras too. Yeah. Mm, okay. Make sure there's okay. no partying going on. You guys, are you guys using minute systems? Minute systems. Some spots we have them. You know, some spots we have them. Other spots, Dude, not really. That minute system actually stopped us from getting an eviction. What? Yeah, let me actually tell you about this. But uh, we're probably going to get a lawyer for this situation. Let me tell you what happened. So this guy stayed. It was a matter of two two stays. This guy stayed for like a week. He was a doctor, right? He stayed for like a week. It was him, his wife, his two kids. One was a toddler. One was a toddler and one was an infant, newborn. Mm. Our minute was going crazy the whole first day of their stay, the first night, right? Going crazy. I'm like, I'm like, are these people having a fucking party or what, right? So we have a setup to it. So it sends a message to them before anything. So it sends a message out. Um, they don't respond. Then it sends another one out. Then we get a response, right? And I check the cameras and it's actually, yeah, it's this guy, his wife, and his kids, right? So we get a response and he's like, oh man, I have a wife, I have a kid. The next morning, the complex hits us up and they said, we're going to give you a lease violation for the uh, noise. And I'm like, oh man, I'm well aware. I'm like, hey, here's the noise levels. I'm like, hey, it was a wife, kid, whatever. Fine. Everything goes by. Next guest comes in. We're monitoring the noise levels. Nothing goes on. We get another email. We're going to send you a second violation. This time, I'm like, okay, hold on. Where's the noise coming from? What time is it? She goes, oh, the guest, the uh, neighbor said it was this morning, right? So I'm like, okay. So I said, I just did a courtesy. I said, here's the guest. I'm like, hey, management's complaining about noise. Keep it down if you can. And of course they respond back like, dude, nothing's going on. We're not doing anything. I'm like, I understand, but we have a complaint. I'm like, I'm going to handle it. Right. So they were cool with it. Like, okay, cool. You know? So I send the management, my minute system. I send them my cameras to show the people coming in. I'm like, this is who's there. I'm like, there's no parties going on. There's no noise. They're like, well, they made several complaints. I'm like, when was the last complaint? She goes about a week ago. I pull up the minute system, the whole chart for the last month of December nothing except for the days that they which is december 7th and 8th the days that they complained about and i was like yeah here's the one complaint that it went over and then i sent them the db levels that we monitored i'm like anything over 75 db which is the sound of a vacuum cleaner we get alerted and the guest gets alerted too so then i asked okay so what are you guys going to do about this so the manager came back they're like oh man i'm like okay you've provided your evidence so I, they said we're going back to the guest not to the guest but to the neighbor and asking them to provide video evidence of them being party I haven't heard back since. Mm. I knew they're full of shit. Now, but the guests who I told, <laughs> hey, they're having parties too. What Mahogany thinks is, and I think it might be true, I think the neighbor wants out of his lease. Mm. So my guest was saying, yeah, the dude downstairs is banging on the uh, the floor. And he goes, we're not making any noise. And I'm like, oh, that might be what it is. So we're waiting to hear back from their side to see if they have any evidence, which I don't think they do. Because we provided all of ours, so she's like, "We'll we'll let you know." We're real cool with this lady. I'm like, "Dude, we've been here a while. We don't have get loud parties, and if we do, he gets alerted." So, 
Yeah, man, mm. those minute systems, especially if you're at like in a complex, they can save your life. They can be a lifeline for you. Man, that is cool. Yeah, I never even thought of it of like as being evidence to keep you from getting evicted. That's 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 cool, man. Yeah, I always dude. thought it was just you know it's just gonna alert you for a party and then you're gonna send your whoever to go stop the See? party. And that's the cool part. It can alert you and you can set it up so you put their phone number in it. It alerts them if they're being loud. Mm. Yeah, so it's been it's been life changing. But oh, one big thing: if you're on houses and apartments, make sure to change the levels on it. If you're on a, on a house and not an apartment, because it'll sometimes I got in trouble on a review from a guest because it kept going off because they were being loud. But there's only like six people in there. But I'm happy it did go off because when I checked the camera, those asshole holes that covered my back camera. So I was oh. like, hold up. So yeah, that's a violation. That's a violation. Yeah, it was a violation. So I, uh, I'm happy it did go off. But I do need to monitor because other people were just cooking, get alerts. So I gotta change that up on that one. Ah, good yeah. advice, man. What was that thing we 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 were said we were gonna talk about on the show? We're talking. Oh, the proper insurance. You told me to bring the proper insurance thing up on the show. Oh yeah, the estimated loss of income, right? Yeah. How do you calculate for estimated loss of income when proper insurance asks you? They ask you for a twenty in twenty four. In other words, they're asking in twenty four months how much money do you think you'll make, right? And so what I, the formula I asked you, I was like, well, I guess you know, I'm, let me see. I'm assuming it's something like this: average night's day, you know, times twenty days, because you're not going to say you're not. You ain't trying to get 100% booked because that means your prices are too low, right? So good right. 20 days, I think, if you get 20 days booked, that's a good average at your average night nightly stay of whatever, I don't know, 150, 200, whatever you're doing. And then um, and then you multiply that by 24, right? Yep. And I think, and then that's 24 months of income. So that's, that's what I said, does this sound right? And you said, yeah, but then you said something about factoring the furniture. Yeah, yeah. I said what you could do is to add on top of that you could add your furniture as a loss of income, like if you have to replace it. So if you were to actually go through all your furniture, add it all up, and that's like, and I think they already have that in there, but you could put that in there as well. Like how much furniture you got in there and add that as a loss of income in case something breaks. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. It's multiple ways to look at that, man. That's a good question. I want, that's actually guests. If y'all are listening, send an email on that one. Cause I'd like to hear how y'all are setting that up. Right, right, right. Benefit here's one thing that we ran into with proper because uh, at one of our units uh, <laughs> at a whatever apartments i didn't say the name. <laughs> uh, and um so our friends got got a place there and got two places there actually we and we're managing for them what happened the um the flooring and like where the where the living room goes into the bathroom started like giving out started going dropping down Ooh. right and so um of course we couldn't put any any guests in there right and and so we we she asked the part for the minimum they at least you know didn't charge her for the days we couldn't really use the place because they had to go in there they couldn't just send a maintenance team they had to go send professionals to go out there and rip out the floor or fix it and all that Ooh. stuff yeah and so so my, you know, my friend Marty, who's who we're managing for, she she tried to do a claim with proper because we're you know this is like a couple of weeks we can't rent it out right, so we're missing okay. Airbnb income, even though she don't have to pay the rent for the, you know whatever. They wanted us to to send like a 
they wanted us to send a, a cause of the problem. They can't just say, we can't just say, well, it's a problem, you know, okay, well, there's this floor sinking in. Okay, we need, what, what's the cause? What's the professional opinion, the cause of the problem? And we told A.N., hey, could you just tell them, you know, it's moisture or whatever the hell, you know, there was a leak. And they were hesitant to say anything. Now, here's the thing. The wait, apartment, a minute, wait a minute, what about the complex was hesitant to say something? Complex did not want us to give a cause. And uh, to me, I'm thinking it's smart on their end as to protecting their ass, you know, right? Yeah. So they're trying to protect their ass. They're not going to give us any information of the cause of it. Don't worry about it. We're sending someone. They're going to fix it, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, so if proper doesn't get what caused this situation, they're not going to give you no money. And so if you're dealing in an apartment complex, you might be shit out of luck because they're not going to try to give you a cause of this. Hey, we're fixing the problem. Fuck off. You know, they're, they're not going to try to, you know, say, hey, there's a there's a leak or there's a mold or there's this something that can get them in trouble. So it's you're dealing with three different, you know, factors here, man. That's been my issue with proper, man. Um, well, OK, proper is they're going to cover their ass, right? Because they ain't trying to just cough up no money, whatever, you know, Um that's been my issue with them. They're very quick to throw some shit at you like, oh, we need this, which is okay, cool. So if it was a cause at a house you own, you can get a dude out there, take a look, write up a quote, you're good to go. That is one thing I have a concern about with proper and places that you arbitrage at. Because this summer I had the same issue. Remember I had an AC unit go out. And I'm like, okay, the AC unit's out at this complex. I told the proper. They were like, oh, well, we can't do anything about it. That's part of the sh their structure. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. What are we paying you for, motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking like, okay, what are we paying these people for, man? Kind of go, might makes me go back to that President Leo episode when he said the biggest scam in America is insurance. I'm like, yeah, this mm. definitely is. So I'm looking. I'm like, okay. So he goes, yeah, so it's, part of the, it's part of the apartment complex structure. I can't pay you for a loss of income. So right now I'm fresh out of luck and then yeah. another issue i have with proper well this is the issue i have to see if i'm going to file the claim finish with the claim uh so you know i had someone i had some crazy ass guests at one of my units uh by the way this is one thing i want you guys to look out for when you're um make sure you collect ids i know that's one that most people some people don't do but i told i do heavily now uh people are booking your place and actually especially apartments They'll book your place and re-rent it, especially if they're doing monthly stays. Watch those oh, monthly stays. Shit. Yeah, I've, I've had it happen twice now, once in Houston, once in Dallas. Um, people are rebooking, and most of the people who do it, they uh, they already have somebody coming in that's going to pay a higher rate. Oh, uh, my usually, God. usually they have contractors already coming in, and they'll pay them a higher rate to stay in your place. So One lady was renting out my place. They broke all the beds. We had to get the beds replaced. So my place is down for like a week and a half, two weeks. Um, I hit up proper and they were like, well, you have to pay us a thousand deductibles, a thousand. I was like, okay, I understand that. So we would have lost, I don't know how much, but then I'm also have a claim over with Airbnb as well. So then I'm seeing if Airbnb is going to pay me out. And then I'm also going to file one with proper, but I'm going to try to see how much this, I'm, I'm going to use the Airbnb money if I get it to file a claim with proper. Mm. So then I get, you know, kind of double up on it if I can. So yeah, man, insurance is a, Go ahead. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, insurance is a huge play in the short-term rental space, and I think it's overlooked. But I do think um, in arbitraging, it is a different type of animal, man, because you don't own the property. So proper can really play like, well, go get certain information because they know if you arbitrage, you probably ain't going to get that information. 
No. And the apartment companies don't want to give you no information. And it's probably in their lease that they can't, they don't have to. It might be. Like, for example, with that floor, well, maybe someone was jumping up and down on that floor a lot, you know? Kind of saying, like, it's our fault the floor is caving in. You know, it's if they, and we, what can we prove? You know, we're not there. We don't, we can't prove shit. So we'd have to talk exact, we'd have to talk to their contractor, which they're not going to, they're not going to give us her, their contractor's information, right? No, so no. it's, um, yeah, they're not they're not dying to try to, to prove that they're at fault for anything. Not and so if, so if they can't, if if proper doesn't figure out, you know, who's at fault or what's causing the issue, then they can say, no, we don't have to pay it. And that's the insurance. That's every insurance company on the face of the planet since the beginning of time is they, they say no, 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 until you wear the motherfuckers down and then they'll go away, right? Until you have to pay them out. I mean, it's their business yep. model. That's why they have yeah. the biggest buildings in New York and LA. They have the biggest buildings as the insurance buildings, right? Facts. You know, so, well, I hope everyone took that in because, man, yeah, proper. You got to be, if you own it, it's way easier. I'll tell you that all day. If you own it, it's way easier. And it's, good thing about it is if you have home warranty proper and another layer of a homeowner's insurance it works it works like a, it works beautifully home shield all day heck yeah man i, I, <laughs> I start paying that that platinum package man 24 hours they're out there oh how much does that cost um it is 70 something a month but the for them to come out if something's broke is 125 but i'd rather pay the 125 if something if I have a whole AC go out, something's wrong, they'll come fix it for 125 in 24 hours. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Let me, I'm going to pull up a top. Is there a topic you wanted to talk about today in particular? Because I have a bunch here. Oh, go oh. ahead, man. You got it. Let me, bring up, let me bring up a topic, the Omricon, right? And then I'm going to let you talk on it for a minute. I got... Omicron, I don't know what the hell it is. I mean, I know it's a variant. but uh, I do think that the Omicron variant is, uh, I don't know how it's affecting travel. I don't know if it's going to attract travel in a good way or a bad way. Um, it seems right now it's probably going to affect it in a bad way because um, people right now are, what do they call it, panic traveling. Um, huge travel heads are going out right now in December and December and January, you know, New Year's, Christmas. I don't know where that's going to put us. Um, I would say for the new year, we may have to start looking at, you know, looking at those travelers who are looking at staycations and workcations. And then also on the other side, you have to realize we have that, that trillion dollar builder builders. I forget what it's called. The um, architecture bill that's coming in. So, I mean, I think travel, I don't think we, I would look at say it like this. Don't depend upon travel, depend upon more of the, the traveling worker and the, uh, and most of those travel workers actually drive. So I have a friend who her husband's a traveling worker and he actually drives to all his assignments. Uh, my, when I used to have traveling workers up in um, Arkansas, most of them would drive from like Minnesota, Wisconsin, and they'd have all their buddies with them and they'd come in that way. Uh, but yeah, Omicron, I don't know what the full effect on that is. I don't even know. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully it doesn't hurt us too bad. But that's why I am with Omicron. <laughs> yeah i was saying i think I, I really think don't depend upon the traveler that needs to travel by air that's also a market thing it's like houston most people need to travel by air if you focus on the people you know that infrastructure bill that just got passed you focus on the people that are you know i really want to travel work it's on traveling professionals you know those are they're staying longer anyway so i think that's what you're going to focus on you know, it's funny to me, and, and then um, not to get political or nothing, right? But we always kind of do on the show. 
but okay cdc you know we bring up the cdc they wanted to shut down everything every corner every time you know you know they're they're really they're really you know fucking trump hard as hard as they could right and now like the Omicron, okay we kind of slowed down travel from south africa whatever and then um and now the cd this is the cdc saying hey man you know uh it seems like the Omicron's here anyways and, and from people from other countries are bringing it so we can start you know opening up travel from south africa again it's like man they would never do that for trump but anyway <laughs> i just thought that was <laughs> that was some funny shit CDC's, they're cool with it now they're not going to close anything down again but um the a funny thing is um nfl the NFL started having to shuffle games around, cancellations and that. They just decided, eh, fuck it, we're not testing no more. We're done with testing. And and they still te- they were testing every single Monday, right? They were mm-hmm. testing every single Monday. And, you know, people were with this Omicron thing coming in, which gives practically no symptoms or you get like the sniffles. Or it's, it's, it's really weak, even though CDC said it was a weaker version. And, and um and so these guys you know it's spreading yeah it's fast but it's like the fucking cold if that you know and a lot of these you know uh, superior athletes they don't they don't get sick anyways but they're getting these negative tests and so the nfl said you know what we're just not going to test anymore unless you come to us and say you have symptoms so in other words who's going to miss who's going to miss who's going to miss a game check for some sniffles right and they <laughs> so nfl i applaud them they're the first, you know, league. All the other ones, oh crap, we gotta shut down again. This and that. They're the first league to say, man, I'm I'm calling bullshit. We're not gonna test no more. These guys, if they're sick, they'll tell us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen now with this whole COVID thing. It, it's, it just sounds like they keep coming out with these new variants every week. You know, and oh, it's like okay, if it's just gonna keep mutating or whatever it is, man. Uh, they told us that in the beginning, it's gonna we're gonna have variants. It's gonna be mutations, yeah. right? I mean, what do you do? I mean, do you just stop the whole economy again? How do you want to play this? You know, you know, and that's why you gotta be you gotta be a resilient host. You can't just rely 100 percent on Airbnb. You can't rely 100 percent on whatever you know, long term, short term, mid term. You gotta be able to have a lot of tools in your tool belt. And so, I had a talk with Federico. I was like, you know. I know you want to, we want to, we get a lot of money from the Airbnb side, but with this Omicron thing, you know, if you, whether you like it or not, it's going to change things. So it might restrict travel, might restrict, you know, this would be restrictions. There'll be a lot of people with positive tests that can't get on planes, blah, 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 whatever. (laughs) Exactly. I said, what we might want to do is even, you know, you said, well, we'll we'll take a travel nurse here, but only at 3,500 a month. Well, we might just drop that some just to start filling up our places with travel nurses right now, just to get us through this. Because if people are catching Omicron like crazy right now, whatever the new variant is, it'll be gone in a a month or so. So if you feel it, if you, this is, you know, my advice, it's it's a Federico was, we should just, even if we take a lower rate, let's just fill up all of our places. Cause if you see the list on, on, um, Furnish Finder of travel nurses, man, that shit is fucking long. It's like the Dead Sea Scrolls, man. It's long. Uh, uh, Furnish Finders. To, to what tra- city? To here. It's a shitload of them, man. Uh, Am this, I missing it? Yeah, that's one thing. Well, look at the unmatched on the unmatched. That's where the shitload of them are. Hey, I ain't you know, got that many on unmatched, man. Oh, okay. Anyways, so, <laughs> so anyways, 
I told him, let's just fill up. And, we, and we, you know, I'm getting pretty good at, at finding travel owners. Let's just fill them up. Even if we have to give them a discounted rate just to get us through this next little thing, you know, just to stay ahead of it, you know, yeah. that's then that's how you're doing a little CEO thinking, you know, kind of steer the ship in the, in the right direction. And so, yeah. and so he was thinking it's a good idea. So we're trying to fill a lot of our, you know, spots with, with travel nurses right now, just to get through this next thing. And then come spring, summer, everything's going to be back to, um, you know, going, you know, gangbusters again. So you it just got to, yeah, you can't just rely on one thing doing this. Smart move, man. I mean, yeah, you got to get ahead of it. I don't know how Omicron is going to affect this either. Uh, but I really, I don't know. Have you heard of, you, yeah, you've heard of work BNB. I'm really interested in their model and how they're setting things up. So that's why I'm kind of like leaning towards, hey, man, reaching out to these professionals and getting in like that. Cause I'm like, dang, dude, that's a smart idea to go ahead and, Start talking to these people who provide housing, you know what I mean? Uh, who need housing for their employees. I've been thinking about that as well. So, yeah, I think doing the travel nursing, that's a beautiful idea, you know, getting ahead of it. Mm. There's a lot of them, man. And and it's, um, I've never even heard of travel nurses before doing Airbnb, you know. I've never heard of that in my life, but apparently it's this very lucrative thing that a lot of um, young nurses and older ones too are opting to do because it, it pays big bucks nice. and you know and i talked and i talked to these nurses and i'm like i was like um where i say i was like well you know i know you want to look for something you know this is this is the thing you know i'll, I'll check out the unmatched leads and stuff and so i know you want to mm-hmm. only want to spend only want to spend 1600 a month this place is 2500 you know you got to understand rents in dallas are pretty high i mean you can't even get a you can't even rent a place unfurnished you paying all the bills for sixteen hundred bucks a month now? It's, it's not. It's impossible kind of thing. And right. goes, yeah, you know, I know we should we should pay more for it. And, and, and you know, you can convince a lot of them to to, to pay your rate. You just got to talk to them and give them, you know, talk, be real. And so, um, a lot of them say, "What's what's the?" He goes, "I said, I was talking about. I guess it brought up salaries." I said, well, "You know, it, you know, I've, I read it. I read that somewhere that they get paid pretty well. The travel nurses." He goes, "Yeah, we get paid well, but the problem is." We were leaving um, houses behind that we're still paying mm-hmm. on, and we're leaving, you know, apartments behind that we're still paying on. So we got to pay that, and we got to pay for the place we're going to stay when we get there. That's why we're not trying to spend a lot of money. It's not that they're just trying to be cheap, but they have a full mortgage to pay with at home. They can't just stop paying their mortgage, you know what I'm saying? And so um, I said, I understand that, and I and I always talked to one of them. I was like, "What have you ever thought about renting your place?" We're, you know, we're at back home on, on short-term rental Airbnb or, or even yeah. to other travel nurses. And they're like, wow, that's, I could do that. I was like, well, it depends on, you know, the laws in your city, but yeah. I said, if you ever think about it, you know, let me know. We manage, you know, short-term rentals for people. So we could, we could actually manage you. Wow. That's a great idea. You know, I never thought of that. And, and so that that's a that's a huge industry. These travel nurses are leaving full apartments behind. They're leaving full houses behind. That could be making them money. Yeah. And you might mess around and make them make a travel nurse uh, home swap. Man, you'll ruin the business. Teaching, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that is a good idea. A travel nurse home swap. I mean, you're not home. I mean, uh, yeah, right. that's I think that's actually a good idea if you talk to them about. All that. right, I'm gonna good. buy that. I'm gonna buy that right now before this episode ends. Travel <laughs> nurse home swap. <laughs> home swap ah, no, I, just, yeah. I remember who was it brian Payne, the ceo of furnish finder he said that as well um another thing about texas too travel nurses get paid a lot but if you actually look at the states texas is like the second to last where they get paid the least 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. So like, but on the flip side, I know another market, and I'll go ahead and say it, Nashville, Tennessee. They, they're one of the top five markets. So they're willing to pay the extra cost because, hey, we'll go ahead and, you know, hey, we'll pay you. You're getting paid more. You can afford the your newly placed rented out and your place. Yeah. Uh, just look at, just Google it. If you get on like Glassdoor, find out, hey, where do travel nurses get paid the most? If you start setting up a shop in those cities, they'll pay that extra. You know, but mm. I noticed, I looked, I was like, damn, Texas is like second to the last. That ain't no good. You know, so, <laughs> and I'm, I'm for real, yeah. So what it is, is teaching you, you kind of have to look at it from their perspective. Like, yeah. they don't get paid like those other ones, you know, so. Right, right. Uh, it's funny you should bring up Nashville. And because um, I'll get comments every now and then from, like, you know, friends or people that, that read an article about Airbnb. They want to try to jump in. They're thinking of jumping into it. Of course, most of them never jump into it, right? But mm-hmm. um, my friends at work, and they're, oh, man, the Smoky Mountains is beautiful. You should... You, we sh- you know, you should get a place there or if I'm going to get a place, I'm going to get a place there because this and that. And, you know, and I was like, you know, it's funny because like when we started this, this podcast like five years ago, you know, five mm-hmm. years ago, um, we had a, we had a guest, an early guest. They were doing it in the Smoky Mountains and they had buy- Carl. Yeah. And they're buying up these condos. I mean, there's not there's cabins for like 80 grand. And I was like, yeah, bat is like, you, you can't get the 80 grand con uh, <laughs> uh what's it called? The uh, cabin anymore. I said the people found out about it, and now those 80 grand ones are probably like you know three or four hundred grand. As a it was a it was a time that you know you're thinking you have a good idea right now, but five years ago they told us, and I even told Michael, man, we should get a we should get a cabin over there. <laughs> man, if I knew I would have taken you up on that if I knew what I knew now. Um, <laughs> speaking of Lucas Carl, his wife will be on 2022. She's one of our first 10 guests, Avery Carl. Uh, by the way, she has a book out. Um, I'm going to let her promote it when she gets on, but they're killing it over there. And what they did was not only are they buying cabins, they now teach people how to get into the Smoky Mountains and sell them the condos and manage it for them. So what I will say is, the one thing I do still I love about the Smokies right now, the price is inflated for sure. The price is inflated, but it's still a vacation rental market. But I think the beautiful part about it is with how travel changes and you still have these remote workers, it's a nonstop flow of cash over there, man. <laughs> Just nonstop. Like I'm hearing people, man, these six seven six figures off one door i'm like damn bro if i would have got in five years ago but you can still, yeah you can still get in now but it's like damn back then like cause i remember when lucas first came on i think they were had like five cabins they were yeah, he was snapping them, them up yeah he had like five of them up there yeah man if we would have i should have died i missed that one i missed that train dude i was like <laughs> damn but yeah the, the smokies I, I and i kept saying i've been saying this this whole year i think just the vacation rental market in general has changed just because of the different type of travelers that are coming. You know, you don't have to now depend on that, uh, that certain type of traveler that season or not. I think the seasonality has changed, you know, so smoky anywhere in vacation rooms, Joshua tree, California, big bear Lake, you know, those places, I think they're great places to touch. Only thing yeah. about California I avoid is it's California. So, you know, you've got the tenants rights and all that. So see when, when, when Lucas was getting into the smokies, they didn't even know what Airbnb was back then. 
Mm-hmm. That they were still doing it the old school way, you know. They shut down most of the year, or they were there, you know. They'd use them, you know, and then they'd rent them out. You had to bring your own blankets, your own toilet paper. You had to bring your own yeah. sheets, you know. It was the old school man. He came yeah. in there, started doing Airbnb, and started just uh, getting that money. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. Um, we told him, "Let's find us a cabin, man." We told him, <laughs> "He said, yeah, there's no more eighty thousand dollar cabins, man. The price has gone up." And that was back then. He was telling us, but now, nah, man, it's. Yeah, this had to be like what four or five years ago because i mean we started what 17 or 16 17 in that area mm-hmm. bro so you and you already know these last two years of real estate just been crazy yeah. high but i do think 2022 should slow down with interest rates going up but i don't know <sighs> slow down in what way like is the home sales you think it'll slow down not really home sales but i think people we no no, no i yeah, I would say home sales. And, and I, I think it traditionally always slows down when interest rates start creeping up, money gets more expensive. Now, I don't know how expensive it's going to get, but I think it's still a great time to buy. Creatively. Yeah. Creatively, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Creative it's, buying, I, I'm loving it. And it, it, it's it's so funny because I, I'll talk to people at work and, you know, they, they now and now they know me as the real estate guy. You know, young and old, they'll ask me questions and stuff. And like, yeah, man, I'd, I'd love to buy something, but it's, it's just so expensive right now. And I was like, you know what? It's all relative. And it'll always be relative. I said, you could buy a house, you know, a couple of years ago for whatever, 200 grand. And you're going to get a renter in there for what, like 1200 bucks a month. Now you're going to buy a house for, you know, more than like 300 grand, but then the rents are like 2000 a month now. It's just all, he goes, I remember you go way back when I bought my first house, it was like a hundred grand, but I could get like 650 a month for rent for it. You know, it's just, or seven or 800 bucks a month. It's all relative. You know, if the price, if the houses are higher, usually the rents are higher as well. If the mm-hmm. houses are dirt cheap, you're not going to get shit for rent. You know, and so it's just there's so many they have a lot of excuses of why not to do something, you know, and I'm like, there's always a way there's always a way to skin the cat. Right. Mm-hmm. There's always a way there's always a way to make money in up markets, down markets, middle markets. The thing is, we started we decided that, you know, we just started just decided to start doing real estate and Airbnb. And so we're way, we're, if it's a race, we're way the hell, we're way the hell ahead of everybody else that's going to start today. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter how you start, you know, where you start. It's just, you got to start, you got to start, you know, you're going to, you're going to fail like a thousand times, but you'll get to the point where it just starts growing like crazy, like out of control. Facts. And I, I think, um, uh... I don't know, man, like you've got to start. And I think you made a really good point there. You're talking about the prices of real estate right now compared to the rents. That's been my issue with trying to burr in the DFW. Dude, everybody's flipping, man, because you can't really get a place where you're going to hit the 70% of the ARV and make rent, right? And I think that's where, like, you know, with Dallas threatening to input regulations or whatnot, I went to, you know, I went to one of the meetups and I'm, starting to hear like i think a lot of these people are airbnb dependent because their places don't work as long-term rentals so Mm. airbnb comes and shuts down they're like fuck we ain't got you know we're fucked you know so i don't know man it's 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 real interesting right now it's really interesting right now it is interesting man but um a quick shout out you know it's funny you know we always talk we always talk big about the picks and shovels right Mm -hmm. the picks and the shovels and airbnb market 
And and what and what that means is like the back in the gold rush days, because it is like an Airbnb gold rush in a way, because anybody could really get in there, start one, put a nice piece together, take nice pictures and start making money. It's still that way. The corporations haven't totally taken it over. Right. Mm -hmm. It's hard to take over. It's so fragmented. But um, the picks and the shovels, we always said, man, if we could figure out ways to make money by selling the the miners of the gold, you know, selling them the, the picks and selling them the shovels. To, to pull the gold out of the ground like in the gold rush who got rich you know the miners ended up blowing all their money on whatever um whiskey and prostitutes and <laughs> <laughs> and so the banks you know started getting the all the money all the gold ended up in the banks right so the banks got rich the bank started started forming the you know hotels saloons um people you know uh yeah tool the tooling industry i mean everything got rich from that except for the people that were digging out of the ground so said, we got to we got to find a way to sell them the picks and the shovels yeah. long story short my my buddy david law you know d law right yeah you know, yeah he's 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 becoming known in this area for in the short term rental market because he goes and he sets up people's short term rentals for them now mm-hmm. and he works with the designers with sarah and them and so um but he's like kind of a handyman, he's the Airbnb handyman. I was like, dude, all I have to do is make you a website and then start a couple of ads, you know, you know placed ads, and you'd get too much work. Yeah, and, and he's already to the point where he has a lot of work. You know, he didn't even mean to. We just started directing him towards people's Airbnbs, and he's like, people want someone to set up their Airbnbs for them. They want them to paint an accent wall. They want them to come fix something when it's broken, right? <laughs> and so. He's doing all this, but he and he has so much work right now. So I don't think he's ready to expand and start making a website and, and all this stuff. But if if anybody's out there to that wants to just jump in and be the Airbnb handyman and make you a website and man, you'd be killing it. Whatever, you know, Airbnb. All you need is like Instagram, dude. <laughs> Websites are dead, bro. Instagram. Does it have an Instagram of your work? Man, and then just tag your location and tag where you are. That shit to kill. Yeah. Does he tag his work on Instagram? He don't do any of that stuff. Oh, bro. He'd be, he, 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 he'd have to hire somebody. <laughs> like he'd have so much. He'd have to hire a team. No, man. If, yeah, yeah like I said, if, if he really wanted to grow this, and I'm not sure if he does or not, you know, to make it into a real business, but there is such a demand out there for people to put together these Airbnbs to go put up the furniture, put the furniture together. Like I said, accent walls, you know, design on the wall, whatever. And, um, and like you said, the, the Instagram, that's, that's a hot tip right there because he can just go and follow every single designer out there. Yeah. Cause these designers don't want to go into the houses anymore and set them up. Right. They just want to design wow. them from afar, you know, remote yeah. design. Here you go. This is all the stuff going to send it to your house, put it together. And then the and the hosts or the the new host or whatever is like, man, I ain't got time to put all this shit together. Okay, here's my guy. Here's the guy I use. Hit him up. He'll put it all together for you. You know, it's a beautiful thing. So so the picks and the shovels, man. There's a lot of money to be made in the picks and the shovels, especially with more and more people getting on Airbnb every day. And I, I sent um, our uh, acquaintance through, through Sarah. Actually, we we keep you know, um, she she um said she didn't even have an airbnb account right she's the one that's going to set up a place in arlington and so she didn't have an airbnb account of course we're going to send her our link right to go hey sign up through here i noticed when you send the airbnb link it's like it pops up on their phone it's really slick man you know airbnb's got money 
but it, it pops up. Have you seen? Have you sent one lately? The sent Airbnb link to sign up that, under you. Yeah, I have actually. It's slick, isn't it? It's like a commercial that pops up on their phone, you know, showing people yeah. walk through the house and meeting and greeting the host and all this stuff. And like, it, it, I was like, man, it's, that's that's so cool. You know, they're they're showing, it's showing, don't be afraid, you know, and you've seen the commercials on TV. Don't be afraid of, of meeting, you know, or hosting your home to other to other people out there. It's going to be it's going to be OK. You might make friends for life and all that stuff. I love that. I love that. And there's going to be a lot more hosts in the future, a lot more hosts. So if you can find a way to sell some picks and shovels to all these brand new hosts out there, you'd be a millionaire. Fact. That's a fact, man. That is a fact. Um, yeah, that's a fact, dude, that a picks and shovels is where that even even with management, you know, the co-hosting management. I actually I'm taking on. I'm actually taking on one management unit right now for a friend. Um, you know, he knew, like you said, he knows me as the Airbnb short term rental guy. And I'm actually taking on one. Uh, I'm going to take over his property. He basically his dad doesn't have it anymore and he's giving it he, he's like i don't want to do nothing with it so i was like i know you do it so i'm going to manage that one that's nice. one of the few i'll manage and manage but yeah it's so many picks and shovels you can do around this industry man even doing consultation calls um you know it's easy to do it's very easy to do you can create a bunch of little small gems around it for real especially right now you know especially if you've been in the game four or five years you have extensive knowledge you know how to grow your business, the business side. Um, I like more or less the stuff I like talking about is like the business structure of it. You know, should you arbitrage? Should you buy? Depending on where you are, you know what I mean? I start mm. talking about stuff like that. So, and it really helps people. So, yeah, definitely a lot of picks and shovels. Exactly. Uh, Fede quits his job in one week, man. He's done. He's done. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I mean, for real. When's his last day? Next Friday, I believe. Not 31st? this Friday. Yeah, not this Friday, but the next Friday. Yeah, he's done. He's done. Oh, snap. On New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah New Year's Eve. <laughs> Damn, he's, he's walking into 2022. Thing. Let's yeah. go. I don't know how much work he'll get done on day one after partying his ass off from leaving his job plus New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, and, and I looked at Fetty's uh, Instagram, man. Fetty looks like the party, man. <laughs> He man, like I said, he's been over 50, 60 countries, man. He's been all yeah, over the man. world. He's been all, party, man. He's like, yeah. damn. <laughs> but yeah, but that, I'm, I'm happy for him, man. It, it really, it gives you so much time, clarity. What I tell people is when you're about to leave that nine to five, just one thing I'm happy when I left the nine to five this time, you know, the first time I was laid off, I just had the luxury of being able to take off seven months and work on the business. But one I would tell you is just be prepared, have a, have your routine. What are you going to do? Like, if you look behind me, I had my, weekly goals what i'm going to do every week you know and you have that in front of you dude you can't be stopped dude. you already have everything that you need to do so you know don't, but don't take off and start working in the business full time because you just find yourself self-employed mm. yeah don't don't do that don't find yourself self-employed so what what are some unforeseen because you've been you've been unemployed i mean yeah from the corporate world for how many weeks now I left the 19th of December, November. November. Okay, so a month already, over a month. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so what are some unforeseen hiccups that you didn't even think that you would uh, would occur while you're, while you're not in the corporate job anymore? Unforeseen hiccups. Ooh, that's good. Um, well, this wasn't unforeseen, but insurance. Um, I learned how, learned how to finesse the insurance game a little bit with your income. 
uh, insurance was one, but I had it already written down. I'm like, okay, how am I going to get insurance? And I already had it re- ready, prepared. So how did, how did um, you tackle that one? That's the huge one everybody's worried about when they leave. Oh, I just went to healthcare.gov. And what I did was, um, so next year, right now I have insurance, but I'm going to have to get new one next year. What I can do is, with you working your business, you can pay yourself a salary, but you can pay yourself a significantly lower salary, not yeah. only to get loans, but also to have reasonable and affordable insurance. Mm, so that was yeah. one thing I did with insurance. Um, another thing is loans. I haven't got to that portion yet, but I will be in six months. So in six months, I'm going to be like, okay, can I get this loan based on my DPI or whatever, uh, DSCR, however I want to do it, and, or do I need to flip this property? So that's one that I have to, a hurdle I'm not to get over, but I'm pretty confident in it. I wrote down a bunch of stuff, so I'm pretty confident we'll be able to get through that hurdle. Cool. Insurance yeah. and loans. Yeah, those are the two big ones, man, that everybody talks about. You know, how how much I'm gonna pay for insurance a month and how the hell am I gonna get a loan for uh for to buy a house, you know? Yeah. yeah. When are you quitting, man? I wanna quit before my before my birthday next year, September twenty eighth. So I wanna quit before then. I just got to get out my ducks in a row. Yeah, you can do it. That's nine months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why so long, man? I, I, you know, I. That's what I. That's some people just asked me, and originally, you know, question, I'm, I'm first so, off. This is the better question. This is the question I always ask people. Do you do you like your job and do you want to quit? That's the better question. My job is tolerable. But the thing is, it's just it takes away time from what I can do with from the business. You know, that's the that's the only part. I used to hate my job when we had like the biggest asshole manager in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then they got rid of that biggest asshole manager, which which it, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny because like they moved him to another spot, whatever. He he was running the place like shit. He was just an asshole to everybody, right? Yeah. Bird dog and just I mean, just he was he was yeah. Anyways, um. So, but that that asshole manager motivated me to to really take <laughs> real estate seriously because I wanted to get the fuck yeah. out of there, right? Yeah. Start and then um, started, you know, getting into the Airbnb again, starting to get the Airbnbs going, and all. I mean, it really pushed me in that direction to get the fuck out of my job because I, I was miserable there. And then he left, and they moved him somewhere else, and we got whatever managers that don't even don't bother us at all, whatever. And it's just so it's like a, such a peaceful workplace now. It is better, but I still don't like waking up at 4 a.m. and going to work. You know, I don't like that. And, <laughs> and I don't like um, the fact that I could be I could be doing so much for the business in those hours, you know, those early hours. That's a question then. OK. Does your job. Is, is your job making you lose money, right? I think so, yeah. So now you know your job makes you lose time and money. Mm-hmm. Time to leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I looked at. I analyzed that. I'm like, when I was working from home, it was saving me money. When I had to go back to the office, it started costing me money and time. And I was like, I got to go. It, it, here's the thing, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've been there with, you know, I've been there since 1997, man. Mm-hmm. And, and my particular part, I've been there since 2000, but um, I'm just in, a, in, a, in an area, people just, you get to work and they complain all day long, man. They complain, 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 you know, the company, this company, that they owe me this, they owe me that. Just 
I mean, everything, it kind of drains your energy, you know, to be around with people that nothing's their fault, right? Everything's yep. the company's fault. Everything's the government's fault. Everything's this, everything's that. Where I know I should be rolling with entrepreneurs that are like, no, man, it's, it's anything goes wrong. It's your fault. It's our fault. You know, take responsibility mm-hmm. for your life and then yeah. move forward. You hang around with all these people that are just, oh, it's this person, this person, this person, this, you know, the, it's just like, oh, fucking drains me, man, to be around that energy all day. Man, I, I, I would say I didn't, we had a, one person I was working with that was like that, but the other people were pretty, on, I actually worked with a lot of entrepreneurial-minded people, actually. That was one cool blessing about, you know, being an engineer. Because, uh, you know, a lot of engineers, they jump into real estate after they, they quit their shit and jump into real estate. But, man, I would say to turn that shit off, oh, man, I don't know. I'm really introverted, so I can turn a lot of shit off. I'll just put on some headphones and just do my shit. So, <laughs> so it was easy for me because I knew I, I knew what I was focused on. And plus, another thing, I really didn't, it's good that you tell people what you do because then it, it brings certain things to you. But that's one thing that I didn't do. I didn't really tell. People start knowing once it was like, once I was starting to leave, people start knowing, oh, you do real estate? I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, that's one thing, you know, that turned it. Yeah, you got to tune that shit out. I learned that quick. You got to tune that shit out. So you didn't, you didn't hate your job. I didn't hate it. It just was taking, I'll say this. I love the people I worked with and I love my team, which will keep you on a job forever. Cause people don't, people don't mm. stay for jobs for job for money. They stay for good management. I had really good mm. management. So that's what made me stay. And then when I went to the hospital and I looked at my time and I'm just like, nah. like right now, I just had my daughter was born, right? My daughter was born on Monday. I wouldn't, didn't want to be stressing about, oh, when do I have to go back to work? And I have a little girl at home. I can enjoy her. I can have her in my arms. I ain't got to think about waking up Monday morning. And I got to go to work or some crap like that. No, man, I can enjoy my kids during uh, Christmas break. They have two weeks out. I can kick it with them. You know, I don't have to, ah, Monday, you know. One, oh, this is one thing that did come up. And it, and it made me think of you. You said about leaving my nine to five you start to realize how much of your time is based around your kids schooling. Mm. Cause they're still technically on the nine to five with their school. Mm. And that's how I remember a long time ago, you were talking about, man, I like to just travel with my kids and have them learning abroad. That really hit me once I'm not off. Now I'm like, Oh man, we can go this. And we're like, shoot, Malachi has school tomorrow. Let's right. Yeah. That is one that, that answers your question right there. I was going to ask you about that, too. I didn't even write it on my list, but I was going to ask you about the because me and you both talked about homeschooling before, you know? Yeah. And and I guess you all decided not to go that route. Yeah, because Mahogany is also an entrepreneur. You know, she has her own business as well. And it's one of those things where that has to be a full blown commitment. Um, I'm more or less um, I'm more or less I'm on the side of. As long as I can spend time with my kids, I'm cool with that. You know, as long as I have the option to give them the time, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I'm not really tripping too hard about, you know, the homeschooling thing. But it has came across my mind ever since I realized, like, man, dude, we, a lot of our time of what we got to do and what we can do is dependent upon the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, especially once they hit school, they tell they miss school, they call CPS on your ass. <laughs> I'm serious. You have a court case, yeah. man. It's, it's yeah. Crazy, you know? Yeah. Now, the... um. No, Mahogany, does she leave her job yet or not yet? She will be. After this 
yeah. That's so, do, so. so you think y'all will have this conversation again in a, in a couple of years? Hey, we're both not, you know, we're, you know, we can, we can dedicate more time to teaching at home and doing that route. Possibly. Cause it's, it's also, I think you kind of have a, have to have a passion for teaching. We have a friend, right. um, our marriage mentor, they actually homeschool their kids, but the mom has a passion for teaching. Right. So I'll, I'll, we would look at it. I think we would re-examine it, you know, especially with, you know, the, the school starts taking up your time. You're like, Oh, dang, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, we, it's yeah. something we definitely got to look into. We, we're probably looking How about you? It, it, here's here's with us, you know, with, with um, Lucy, because we live right. I mean, walking distance to the school. Like there's mm-hmm. a school right in, here in the middle, and then then the neighborhood around us, and we're part of the, the houses that's around it. So it's it's the center point of the neighborhood, and it's the elementary up into uh, I don't know fourth, fifth grade, whatever. It's like two yeah. sections of the school, and um. Every time we go, because we go to the playground there and we walk over there, she's, she's just, every since she could, you know, speak, she's like, that's my school. That's my school. I can't, you know, I'm going to learn this and that and my teachers. And she just, oh my gosh, she's just so psyched about going there, you know? And I'm like, and our, our goal was to do homeschool until, you know, we've had that talk with Lupita and, and then we're just like, man, you know what, you know, she's, I guess maybe she's that type of personality. She just really, and she's real social. Every time we yeah, go, yeah. they play with other kids. She just makes some friends right away. She's like their best friends that same day, you know. And I'm like, we'd be stripping her of that. I, 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 that's what I was thinking, man. I was saying maybe it works great for you know maybe introverted kids. They'd love it and everything. But mm-hmm. she's the social butterfly, man. She's gonna have like a thousand friends and all this stuff. And she and I was like, she wants to go to that school so bad. I mean, it would suck to kind of take that away from her. Maybe if we didn't leave, live so close to a school and she never saw it every day, you know, it might be different. Cause every time we drive home, we pass by, that's my school. That's my school. So she's so hyped to go there. And and so I'm like, man, you know, we should, we should let her, we should let her do that. And then little girls steal your heart, man. They do. (laughs) (laughs) Little girls, man. They can do what you want to do. They do. They control you, man. You're like, oh, I don't want to trip you for that. I know, I know what you mean, dude. But maybe, uh, you know, waking her up at, at five a.m. every morning, she might, she might get tired of that. Maybe we'll switch to homeschool in the future. Who knows? Yeah, you know. <laughs> See, and that, and yeah, man, it, it's tough. It's tough. Do you want to do that? You know, because man, like the year before this, when Malachi was just going to the babysitters, if I didn't work my job, then we had them. We had them load of freedom you know now it's like yeah that freedom is uh that freedom is dependent is very dependent upon that um upon the schooling system you know what i mean so yeah and and it's funny because at at my job people hardly you know they work until their 70s and 80s at my job you know yeah and they never leave they don't want to leave or they don't they're scared to leave or this and that they have all these excuses oh insurance social security or this and i told and I, I talk to my cousin about this all the time and i'm so i'm just like dude the reason it's so hard to leave is we've been taught this is the life you know since we're you know for for years and he's like yeah you know we've been there 20 something years. Yeah. For 20 something years, we've been taught how to, this is how you're supposed to live, you know, work eight hours a day, you know, get, you know, a couple of weeks of vacation. This is how you're supposed to live. Right. Yeah. And the job's going to take care of you. I was like, no, no, we've been taught this lifestyle 
since kindergarten. This ain't this ain't no. We just started learning this after college. We've been taught this lifestyle, eight hour shifts every day, weekends off since we were in kindergarten. They inst- yep. they institutionalize us from day one, not from when we get our first job. We've been institutionalized all our life. That's why people can't leave these jobs. You know, they might hate this job with a passion, whatever. They can't leave because there's nothing. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? They're so scared of life without that structure that we've been taught since we were little, right? Think about it, man. Schooling is like a pipeline to the prison complex, if you think about it. Mm. They give you a meal. You go there every morning. You wake your ass up. You go get a meal. They teach you blah, blah, blah. Well, not teach you. What's the word I want to use? They uh, brainwash you. Brainwash you for <laughs> six hours a day. I'm serious. Six to eight hours. They give you a meal. You go socialize. You get socialized. Socialization time. Brainwash you again. You go home. They do that for 12 years of your life. And then they tell you, go to college. Do the same thing over. Just in a stricter fashion. But get it to debt this you time. You pay it. <laughs> and then you go out to the real world so yeah you've been you've been trained since you were a kid to do this, this is how you, yeah that college dropout he's looked at as crazy but that college dropout might have started investing in real estate when he was 18 mm. you know so you know i'm all for education but make sure it's worthwhile but yeah that, that's something definitely deep to think about mm. sure yeah. yeah. And and it, it is funny, you know, uh, we get out, we're all over the place in this show, but, but like, for example, my daughter, she'll, we'll go to the dentist and she says, that's what I want to be. I want to be a dentist. You know, and I, I want to be a dentist. I love that. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, great. You know, you can do that. That's fine. You can do whatever you want. And then she'll see another job. She wants to be that. And then, and one day we're outside and, the, and they're driving past in the, in the trash trucks. And then now the, the garbage trucks has that thing that comes out and grabs your trash cans and dumps them in. They don't even get out of the garbage trucks anymore. She goes, yeah. I want to be, a, I want to be a garbage lady. I want to be a garbage lady. I said, that's cool. You know, I said, but what did I always tell you? As long as you're buying and selling houses, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> and I tell that's, I tell that to my cousin. You know, it's like, and yeah. we talk about this stuff. I was like, I tell her that, man. If, as long as you're buying houses and renting them and selling them, you can do whatever you want in your life. But that's where you're gonna make your money in investments. Yeah, for sure, man. Teach your kids financial literacy. I teach him on Malachi, and that's why I write all this shit so he'll read it. He's real big on reading. I write everything down that I'm doing so he'll understand it. You got to teach him young, man. Especially like with. You know what I'm saying? You get brainwashed in that school with education. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, you're going to change some lives doing that. But just, you know, certain things, they just don't put you at where you want to be. And plus, we don't really, the school system doesn't guide them. They don't teach them how to do taxes. They don't teach them about opening businesses. They teach them to go work for some damn body. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I like that your daughter points out things that she sees and she understands it. Like, I want to be that. I want to be that. You know what I mean? It keeps her mind open, bro. Yeah. Open. Yeah. But, and then one thing I was talking about with my, with my cousin, I was like, man, my brother, for example, he, um, he used to, he, he worked sales. He made good yeah. money in sales. Right. He loved it. Yeah. He loved, um, he was selling like, um, construction, you know, stuff for construction sites, stuff like that. So he'd travel in, in his work truck all day long and go to these different spots sometimes, you know, far away, close by, whatever. And just meet people and sell and sell things, right? 
and he loved it. He loved being on the road by himself. That was like his, he, you know, his, he loved it. And then he just thought, okay, when I reach a certain age, I got to, you know, they're offering me a management job. I guess I got to take it. You know, he just, it's just like this, it, 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 we're pre-programmed. Okay. I guess I got to climb this, this corporate ladder that they set in front of me. I got to go, in, even though I never want to be a manager, I guess I got to take it because it's, you know, I should I have to, whatever. It's more money, this and that. He, he was fucking miserable. He was miserable. Yeah. He was there for a few years doing that, you know, babysitting people and this and that. And he was miserable. And, and then um, an opportunity came where he could do his old job again at a different place and, and get paid similar money or maybe even more. And he went back to that and he's happy as fuck. And I'm like, that's what it's about, man. It's not about you have to get the most highest paying job that you fucking can and be miserable at it. Right. You can work yeah. a job that you like be happy but and let your investments carry you right yeah, i mean correct. that's 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 it it's it's not about you don't have to chase that management job that you fucking hate but anyway i'm telling you man those people that work six figure jobs drive mercedes to a job that they hate they work their ass up to make six figures on it i'm like then their third divorce okay. already and the kids hate them and all that shit right <laughs> <laughs> the kids hate them. <laughs> For real, man. I'm like, man, I ain't money ain't worth that much to me. I'd rather have time. Give me enough money to where my time is, you know, I have the time to do what I want. You know, no, no one good thing about like once you learn yourself, learn who you are as a person, that's the most thing you can ever have. Because once you learn who you are, you learn how to set up your lifestyle. Like mm -hmm. the whole traveling thing. I love to travel. I set up a lifestyle so I can travel for free, like you with the airlines. You know your lifestyle. So you set your life lifestyle up so you can travel and do what you want to do. You know, we love real estate, but it's just a tool that we use to get our freedom. Yeah. So what's your big goals next year? Next year, uh, like I said, two burrs, 12 wholesale deals, seven figures in assets, 5k subscribers on live, let thrive. And, uh, I want to read 12 books as well. Okay, cool, man. And we're buying an apartment complex. <laughs> let's do it man i think y'all did dude you, you, you got the resources to do it you know the short-term rental side you know how to manage and then you get people in there simple man you make things sound so simple uh you got to you got to make it sound simple simple but hard <laughs> well it's been a good app man we're going at it for almost two hours so uh, it's great you know doing me and you up because we always got so much shit to talk and um yeah, we keep it yeah. real. It's fun. 189 episodes, man. It's crazy. We hitting at least what we how many new episodes did we do this year? At least at least 70, right? More than that? Yeah, something like that. Well, it's 52 weeks in a year. We didn't do 70. Maybe we didn't. We did a couple like, weeks. Yeah. We did we did two well, we weeks? We did twice. Um, yeah. yeah. So my thing is to everybody, the listeners, man, write your goals down. You might not accomplish them, but they'll be there. You write them down, put them somewhere where you see them every day. Go crush it, man. Go crush your 2022. I hope everyone's wish everyone a prosperous, 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 I hope I said prosperous. Right. <laughs> prosperous, prosperous 2022 and a great 2021. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Y'all go crush it. Thank y'all for continuing to listen to LLT. Cheers. Keep kicking ass. Yes, sir. LLT out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.